Assalamualaikum Sayyidi. Walaikum salam, brother. Uh, Sayyidi, when doing tafakkur, if we get distracted by worldly thoughts, do we have to stop and start doing it again from the beginning? No. No, when you, when you do your tafakkur, that's the whole difficulty of the, the contemplation and to, to enter into a state of tafakkur is the whole battle with the mind taking over, the waswas interfering. That's why you play the salawats and to visualize ourselves at Ruza Sharif because we have to combat all of the different uh, attacks that coming. The most difficult attack is that shaitan is not going to let the servant's ears be at peace. So continuously waswasing to them, do this, you met this, you forgot this, you have this, you have homework, you have this, whatever it is that causes a stress for somebody, shaitan is whispering so to get them out of their tafakkur and their contemplation. So that's a given, that's going to happen and as soon as you become distracted you recalibrate and continue with the connection inshaAllah to, to make that connection inshaAllah. As-salamu alaykum Sayyidi Walaykum as-salam wa ta'ala Sayyidi, what is Laylatul Mahdi? The Nisf al-Bara, the Nisf al-Shaban, they also call Laylatul Mahdi. There's a, a meeting always with Sayyidina Mahdi Salam giving isharat and, and tabarak and blessings and also the, the, the birthday and Wuladat of Imam Mahdi Salam, some say is the 15th of Nisf al-Shaban. So it's a night of a tremendous importance. It's a night of decree in which things will be written, a night in which we pray Salat al-Khayr, a hundred rak'ah, Salah to be dressed and blessed by that night and a night in which to put out our provisions and ask that Allah bless us with the recitation of the three recitations of Surat al-Yaseen that uh, from the Divinely heart and the light of Rajab, the, the light of Shabban and the light that begins to emanate for all of the nation in the holy month of Ramadan. So, so many blessings and, and Shabbat bara and also they call sometimes Laylatul Mahdi for that night and for that blessing, inshaAllah. As Salaamu Alaikum Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam Sayyidi, how to keep the Inner, keep the inner clean of bad feelings when someone is hurting and unfair to you. By <clears throat> the, the video that they put out on Saturday, I uh, believe it's about Allah's will and understanding that Allah's will is, is supreme. And if the servant is doing what they can to serve and satisfy Allah means that they feel themselves to be in a good place with their submission, with their practices, then they feel that everything is in Allah's hands, whatever is coming to us is in Allah's hands. So then the salawat, the meditation, all these practices give istiqam, gives a firmness in the belief gives a yaqeen and certainty in their belief that I'm doing these practices, I feel the, the closeness, I feel the energy. Whatever is written then is written, it's written by Allah no, Nothing can come to the servant, nothing can go from the servant 
but that it's in Allah's hands. And it's just for us to have the patience with the, the characters within the play. If Allah wanted something to go, somebody comes into the scene, takes it and goes. But that person's only a character that's been written by Allah Then to feel a hardship against those people that, yeah, that, that, that character, that person always seems to play a bad character and there's a resentment because of that character that that person plays and, and the way that they affect your life. But in the heart of heart it's in taslim that Allah is, is the one whom's written that and not to fret over what's happened but that Allah has, has written it and that's the decree from Allah so that not to, to oh the issue, I lost this, then I lost this now, oh how I lost this. Not to, to, to take your mind into that situation that is going and Allah took it. Now that person seems to always be playing that role so we may distance ourselves from that person and, and the role that they play. And But the issue itself Allah took it and Allah can bring whatever He wants in its place. So it's all about a, a, an ocean of taslim and submission. The more salawats that we make, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadun ali Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu wa sallimu taslim. So one of the secrets of salawat is that it brings a peace within the soul to taslim, to submit. And as a result of your submission you become taslima, you become beautified. So the beatific character is in somebody who submits. When they're not submitting to Allah's will there's nothing beautiful in their character because they are like a renegade against Allah There's nothing beatific in that, there's not a fragrance that comes from them, nothing. So the beatific character is they're making salawat upon Prophet knowing he's the only one that his nazar can calm us, can clean us, can take every bad character away from us and as a result we become more in the ocean of taslim and as a result Allah grants taslima and beatific realities upon the soul that submits to Allah's will, inshaAllah. Uh, as Alaikum Sayyidi. Do we still have to stay quiet when the child is disrespectful? Why still? When when was this is part two? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what is that in reference to? That when children are disrespectful, you have to be disciplined with them. So we never said not to. Disciplining the, the children is important, otherwise your children are cute as puppies but they become wild wolves. So many times the tariqah, the children in, inside the zikr they're very disciplined because people are nervous to have wild kids around a shaykh. So the tariqah teaches everybody, you control your kids, don't let them scream, don't let them yell, watch how they behave, don't let them hit each other. But many times when we go to outside places the children are very wild as if the parents encourage every child to act like a, a wild uh, wolf which not, not in, is encouraged because life is about uh, conditioning. 
When you condition somebody to have good manners and to be disciplined and you can condition them so well that you discipline them through your eyes. So never in public should be yelling and hitting and all this kind of craziness in public. That's a sign that you have no control. So a sign of somebody who has control is at home they're very firm and as a result of the firm discipline that child knows that when we go out I just have to look at you and you know you're in trouble when you go home. And the discipline should be just through your eyes and your conduct. Otherwise if you're coming somewhere and in public you're screaming and yelling and losing your ability to control them then it must be far worse at home if in public is like that. So no, no tariqah is all about conditioning and discipline because you know that that puppy is going to be a really wild wolf especially in these days and you know wolf can eat people, inshaAllah. <coughs> As Salaamu Alaykum Sayyidi Wa Alaykum As Salaam Wa Rahmatullah Sayyidi, which gold coins to buy to use as currency in case of emergency in the future? InshaAllah the Canadian maple leaf has the one of the highest purities, 24 karat gold. And you buy the, the, the one ounce and it just you keep it for blessings and in a day of difficulty comes and you can't <coughs> find anything or nobody's taking any electronic cards because there's nothing of electricity and you need the little gold coins, not the bars, you can't do anything with the bar. <clears throat> but the, it's the gold with the gold coins that are actually legal tender and at any moment you know they're, they're usable or sellable <clears throat> either the half ounce or one ounce. But the smaller you get then the more they're charging you for that production. InshaAllah. Uh, as Salaamu Alaykum respected Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam How to be more decisive and avoid confusion in day-to-day -day activities? How to be more concisive? Decisive. Decisive. To make decisions? Make salawat. <clears throat> A lot of the, the dhikr, all the awrads that are written in the etiquette of how much to make your zikr, how to make your salawat, making your istighfar. Those give an energy and they give an energy and clarity because what causes a fog is the amount of negative energy on somebody, right? So the energy by its, its reality is to come and make a fog so that people feel themselves dazed and confused. There's a song, dazed and confused, yes, because that's all that dunya is, the shaitan comes and makes the people to become completely in a fog, they cannot make a decision nor can they think clearly of where and what direction the light is. So <clears throat> most of life now is like you've been hit by a wave, you're being tumbled under water. They don't know what's up, they don't know what's down and they don't really understand the, the benefit of guidance until these last two years where people say, oh, I have no idea what's happening in this world, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to run out to do this, to take this, to be injected with this, to do all these things because you're tumbling. But alhamdulillah with the coordinates of the tariqah because the coordinates are not from earth, they're coming from the heavens that has no tumbling. 
So in the midst of every type of calamity and spinning the coordinates are coming from an outside source. As a result of the co coordinates coming from outside it's coming in and giving a clear understanding of how to maneuver through this and this situation. And as a result then people have a tranquility in their heart because they don't have to make the decisions, they make their connections, they have to do their practices. Is that everybody try to live a life like a spider, not a bear. You don't have to go out and hunt to get your rizq and conquer the earth and conquer this and conquer that. But just to live your life like a spider in which you build a beautiful house for Allah. You build a, a beautiful practice for Allah so that He sends you your coordinates, He sends you your rizq. So then your supreme goal is your awrat, your zikr, your salawats, your dalal khirat. Those give you an energy as a result of that energy. The madad and support of the shaykhs comes with a tremendous light that pushes away all the fog. And as a result you're then granted clarity because the same one who's coming to push the fog away is staying to grant you the clarity. Then you feel inspired, you feel clear, you say, oh I know this, this is happening like this, this is happening like this. So yeah, this is why all in all their teachings. Why is their teaching different than anyone else? Is because anyone else seems to be like in a fog. So even a, a recent scholar was coming harshly against Turkey. It's like he's hitting his hem, he's hitting himself with a bat in his head by talking like that. Because the importance of Turkey, the importance of Sayyidina Mahdi the importance of awliyaullah and what has been established that that is a significant stronghold in the Islamic world against the Byzantine empires, the, the Christian empires. The Christendom was based in those areas and that was the supremacy of Islam over those entire regions. So those are going to be many focal points of big wars in that region and all of that then is the sign of the arrival of Sayyidina Mahdi so, people quickly losing their coordinates and losing their guidance because they're not attached to a heavenly satellite. So imagine people are driving around talking and, and everybody talks, the analogy is like you know cars driving around. When the sky is nice and sunny everybody can drive and get to their destination. So these scholars all talk a lot when the weather's you know sunny. But as soon as things become cloudy what happens is they're all in a cloud, they don't know left and right what they're talking about and what's required is then heavenly signals. And the heavenly satellite signals are what come during cloud, dust, rain, fire, doesn't matter what the conditions are, the heavenly coordinates and madad has to support. So the people whom have no madad then you're going to see the immense fog and cloud that they're going to be putting out and teaching to people. And as a result of those people thinking against, against that region then they lose an immense barakah in their hearts and an immense connection to Sayyidina Mahdi and the love of Sayyidina Muhammad 
And this is the blessings of Allah in the world of guidance. Those whom are, are guided and understand that reality and, and all the, the shaykhs of Syria and Damascus and how much they have a respect and ihtiram for, for Turkey. And Imam Qardawi, the head of Ahlul Sunnah with Jama'ah scholars, even mentioned that Erdogan should be the leader of the Muslim nations and that they recognize the Ottoman Empire as the Khalifas of Islam and that it was never taken by Allah away, it was put in into hidden and hiding. So as a result that is the, the Khalifa for the Islamic nation and <coughs> the significant role in which Sayyidina Mahdi plays and its arrival and the battle for that area inshaAllah. <coughs> As Salaamu Alaikum Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam wa Rahmatullah Sayyidi, I'm new to this path, how do I get rid of the questions raised by my friends regarding doubts if tariqah way is okay or not? Please forgive my ignorance. Yeah, go back to all the teachings, you know that's why you have to watch the videos, try to watch the videos from the beginning and not only from this point on but watch every video, two videos a day and learn the process. One major step in this process is if Allah is going to guide you, He's not guiding your friends. So you don't share the tariqah, you don't share your teachings, you don't share what you think you understood. You're being guided in the midst of Pharaoh. Means that the world around us is 90% uh, in a haze and in a fog. 99% of all the masjids are occupied by that movement. They're not under Ahlul Sunnah. Allah says in this month, Surat Al Jinn, that the houses of Allah are for the remembrance of Allah. None of them allow zikr. Especially in the West, none of the masjids allow zikrullah. So, there's very few. So, as a result of the jahiliyyah, that in the time of Sayyidina Mahdi Prophet described, as I came into an ocean of jahaliyyah means Prophet arrived when the Arab continent was in, in immense ignorance. As I came during that ignorance, my descendant will come in the same situation. Means when Sayyidina Mahdi comes, the Arabs and the who are controlling Islam will have a con complete ignorance of their interpretation and how they want to practice Islam and, and you see the difficulty. they taught by extremist understandings while themselves are having rave concerts. So there is just an ocean of fitna. So when we reach to guidance and Allah wants to give us guidance, it doesn't mean we share with anyone and we don't talk about it. You watch the video, take your notes and learn for yourself. And if Allah is guiding you, He's guiding only you. But if you want to go out and start to try to compare notes and, and describe things that you don't fully understand, then you'll be sort of drowned by an ocean of ignorance. <clears throat> it's like going out to a group of very, very poor people and saying, I have a, a, a thousand dollar gold coin, I have a gold coin and they'll jump on you to take that coin. So when people are in ignorance, anything from the truth 
is going to be jumped upon and suffocated. So just take the teachings, keep to yourself, take your notes and post the articles wherever you want and say, email them, I don't know. So they can email the center and get their guidance and get their understanding. Take the ta'weez, don't talk about it, don't try to debate, don't try to argue because if you're not versed in anything then you're just going to confuse yourself. But they call it's ruqya and it's completely Ahl-Sunnah way. Then they call it amulet and say, this is something else. We didn't have anything to do with amulets, we don't put any bones and, and, and coins and th things upon ourselves, it's ruqya. So it means it's something from Islam, from the Qur'an, from hadith, the name of holy people, Tanzir Rahmah, all of these were described and all the companions had them. That they all had ruqya, they all read uh, verses of Qur'an for healing, there are many, many, many things in the histories of Islam. But because of the time of ignorance then as soon as we talk to people and this is the ignorance that they spread and that's why this channel is in existence, it completely comes against all their teaching, inshaAllah. <clears throat> As Salaamu Alaikum Shaykh Walaykum As Salaam For one who has reverted to Islam and done bayah in the tariqah but his or her parents are Hindu and have language barrier, how to show them path of truth? We just answered that one. Yes. That just keep to yourself for now, <clears throat> do the practices, make yourself to be strong and let people to see your good character and the change within yourself and slowly, slowly once you're strong in your practice, strong in your belief, then you can slowly, you know, with inspiration to slowly put out a little bit of information. But again, somebody living at home with their parents come out and say something, they throw you out of the house because they don't understand what you're doing and you're coming against their entire system. So yeah, everything is about… is a lonely path. Although our natural inclination is, I find tariqah and I want everyone to have it. But God's guidance is, is not like that, it's, it's very precious that this guidance I'm giving to you in, in a time that's so dark and so bad and so difficult, it's a very precious gift. It's not like a cheap free bananas where we put out in the corner stand and say, okay free bananas for everybody. Allah sent something very precious if we understood it. And this something precious, I have to keep it, I have to guard it, I have to learn it, I have to apply it and then I'll know when the time is right to go out and see if I can share it. But as times become more and more difficult then let the, the, the professionals share it and teach it and that's what Allah gave to them as their mission that go out and, and now profess these realities and we have your back and we are behind you. But the student has to build themselves up with the realities and as a result they become stronger and stronger in the tariqah and understandings and the good character will reflect. So the parents, you don't have to know, relatives don't have to know but they say, you know we know there's a change in you, you look different, you act different, you have a different type of light. Naqshbandiya under Mawlana Shaykh Nazim the students all have a different light. 
other people in the world can look at your face and they know you have a different light. Because this is just the gift and the secret from Mawlana Shaykh. They're all his students. You see them anywhere. You go into an airport, you see them, you say, this is Mawlana Shaykh Nazim's student. InshaAllah. <clears throat> and it reflects out through those whom love him and spread his way, inshaAllah. Uh, as Salaamu Alaikum Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam Can you explain istikhara with respect to decision making in these times? <coughs> Istikhara is your muraqaba, get the timeless reality, read the timeless reality, make your connection and then your istikhara is your connection. That's why the shaykhs are giving you that help me at nurmuhammad.com that I make my connection, I have my taweez, I do my zikr, I have my connection, I'm doing all my, my ibadah. <clears throat> then I'm asking for inspiration, the shaykh then emails back, meditate, connect your heart, connect your heart. So there's more clarity of light coming into your heart. So when you're asking it, the answer becomes more clear. And that you put, your, you put yourself in a condition, in a good condition when you have clarity. Otherwise imagine the bulk of people trying to do istiqara or say, okay well, I'll, I'll, I'll make a du'a, I'll open up the Qur'an and then I'll read from the right side set up to the seven ayahs from the top up to seven ayahs down and I'll get some sort of understanding for, for myself. But when Allah said, look I guided you to the shaykhs, did they tell you and inspire you how to get an understanding so that you don't have to do that? You can get a much stronger understanding as if you know yourself because once you know yourself you don't put yourself in a condition that would be very difficult. So when people are not practicing correctly, not doing these different things, not putting themselves in good places and they start to meet people, what is the istikhara going to, to, to give to you when you're not in the right place and in the right mind? and trying to figure out what is the right situation. So first fix yourself, situate yourself properly where you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to be. Then you'll know who you're supposed to be with, what you're supposed to be earning and what your life's path should be. So once we settle the person into whom they're supposed to be, then everything else will become more clear. But I don't know who I am, I don't know where my path is, I don't know who I'm supposed to be with. I can imagine that the istikharas are going to be all over the place. As Salaamu Alaykum Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam Sayyidi, what is the difference between all these different tariqahs? The different shaykhs like Harvard, Stanford, Yale. If you're familiar with American schools, they're very elite schools. So those schools are based on their faculty. You say, I want to go to Harvard for law because their law school had all these top lawyers, Supreme, Supreme Court judges, all their faculty who will be teaching law were very famous. So if you wanted a law degree or you wanted an engineering and a mechanics degree, you'd go to MIT because of who they were, who the faculty were. Naqshbandiyatul aliyah 
their shaykhs are immensely famous, immensely famous for their piety, for their adherence to sharia, for the, the, the roundedness of their secret. We said when we went to Marrakesh and they were having a conference on the Moroccan shaykhs, they kept coming up and describing, this shaykh he was famous for his involvement in politics. Uh, this shaykh he was famous for feeding the needy. This shaykh he was famous for, for teaching. Yeah, this, this shaykh he was famous for like zawiyas and the rabatas, the, the zawiyas along the, the, the highway that they would have. And the whole time inspiration was coming that SubhanAllah Allah granted to Naqshbandiya that their shaykhs are, are, are formed in all of them. Naqshbandi's shaykh is, is developed in such a way that they can master politics, they master teaching, they master raising the students, they have a, a mastery over all of those elements all in one shaykh. So they don't split it to the different shaykhs. So again each tariqah based on the, the caliber of their shaykhs and the, the famousness of how famous they were for their ability to go deep into their realities. And I think because of also Imam Shaykh Abdul Faizid Dagestani Siru and the extent in which he was able to go deep within his realities and Allah wrote that for his reality. The immensity of five-year seclusions, five-year seclusions, immense realities that were brought out within his soul from his ancestors and the whole shajar of the tariqah then is an immense treasures for those whom are carrying that lineage now because of the depth of that reality and then what Allah is bestowing upon the souls of the Naqshbandi shaykhs that are inheriting from that reality and as a result giving that out for students to be attracted to come into that reality and to be dressed by Naqshbandiyatul Aliyah with the blessings upon Sayyidina Mahdi Salam and Sayyidina Mahdi's blessings upon the tariqah. So it's called the uh, Mahdiyoon that the Mahdi tariqah that Imam Mahdi Salam receives so much blessings from these shaykhs and the immensities of their secrets and as a result is giving an immense amount of support to the tariqah so that its fountain remains open till his arrival where many of the tariqahs they stopped teaching because their fountain had closed. So that tap is uh, still open and as a result stays open to attract people to the arrival of Sayyidina Mahdi salam inshaAllah. As Can you please clarify the hadith about eating onions and garlic? I don't know which hadith, you have to quote the hadith, the hadith that the, the angels don't like it. That there's a, there are some benefits in it but the, the, the smell that comes from it is a difficulty for the angels. So especially in Ramadan that when everything is, is so much based on angelic power and qadr and, and energies that are coming then the guidance was especially when fasting that it makes the smell to be harsh and the angels are not too excited about that fragrance and then it makes it difficult for all the believers that you know in a masjid of 50 people just chewing on onion and garlic and fasting would be quite an intense experience. 
So it's 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 better to abstain especially in, in Ramadan. But uh, yeah, garlic and onion at other times and other meals when the, the, the prayers are, are not going to be uh, you know in, in that reality of, uh, of taraweeh and Qiyam al-Layl then you know inshaAllah always in moderation. But it, it causes uh, yeah causes some difficulties. But the jinn like the onion and the garlic smells. So there are other… our cousins eat a lot of garlic and that attracts their jinn to be all around them. So that's something different, that's why they do that. So that their jinn will always occupy them and it's like they're giving a provision to them that you get to eat the food and, and they get to smell you. So it <laughs> keeps, keeps that energy all around them. But the, the mu'min they don't need that, they don't need to take energy from people's smell and that they have their own source from Allah they don't need that. So we keep the environment to be clean and to be fragrant and the, the, the appreciation for the fragrance, the bukhurs, the, the environment to be clean, this, the, the person to be praying and worshipping leads them to enjoy their worshipness in that environment. So different teachings, different understandings and that's why the taweezes are important to protect us against these difficulties. As Salaamu Alaykum Shaykh Sayyidi, how can we heal a broken heart? The tariqah is based on the broken heart, so the, the healing of a broken heart is that the whatever is broken becomes stronger and the, the love to be supreme for Allah that uh, the position of love that we're, people are taught in this dunya is to love something from dunya or someone from dunya. And Allah wants nothing in the heart of the servant other than Allah. So, La ilaha illallah, what was the salawat we make? Asbi Rabbi Jallallah ma fi qalbi ghayrullah nur Muhammad sallallahu Means for our heart Allah says, don't put anything in your heart but me because then you, you're going to have conflict in following who? You're going to follow the loved one, loved ones or you follow Allah So the heart has to be for Allah and Allah's reflection is Sayyidina Muhammad So then the heart is for the love of Allah and Prophet so that light of Prophet brings that love of Allah When that's the supreme love that nothing on this earth inshaAllah to shake us from La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah Everything else in a different place and that's what's important, don't put anything in that love. Everyone else is a different reality, they put… you can put them in your liver and that's why we have expression, jigarit, jigarit piram that my, my liver for you not my heart. And in the songs that we recite we say sine, we never say heart. So sine means my chest, so that can be pretty vague. So my chest for you means that for our loved ones my chest is for you but my heart is only for Allah because if the coordinates come then the coordinates come. And that 
can't be competition. So that leaves us to understand that our love is for the Divinely Presence. So when the heart breaks and heartbreak comes then only the Divinely Presence can mend the broken heart. So then the salawats and the, the meditation and the, the brokenness makes us to approach much stronger to the reality of Prophet That's why we said that Medina is, is the house for all the broken hearted. Because the shaykhs are continuously in difficulty, continuously being tested, continuously broken hearted. Students come, they say they love the way, students run away and go. So they continuously gave from themselves and they're always broken hearted, always broken hearted and disappointed. So their whole being is always to be in the presence of Prophet For only he can send and mend their heart to make it to, to be good, to be whole and to be filled with Divinely love. And that's why they say, Rasul Kareem. Why Rasul Kareem? Because, because they're in need of so much that if anything good for me, Ya Rabbi I'm in need of it now. So the generosity from the light of Prophet begins to send that light and that blessing into their heart, into their soul. So inshaAllah, Allah make it better with the salawats and the zikr and <coughs> the associations inshaAllah. That's it, illa sharafa Nabi وسائر وسادتنا وسيد القين عن الفاتحة